Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of Just Be You. And I'm so grateful for all the listeners and all the love and support I've been receiving. I just want to let you know that I see you and I love you. So today, I want to dive into what it means to be yourself and how to embrace it. And I'm going to get hot, you know. (laughs) I stole this from Michael Todd because it's good. Um, But it's going to be honest, open, and transparent conversation. And yeah, let's get ready. Let's dive in. So a quote that really has inspired me about authenticity and what it means is one that came up and it's by Osho. He was a religious controversialist. That's kind of what it says on Google and I kind of like it because it reminds me like he was a rebel. Like he started asking questions and was like, eh, challenged a lot of beliefs. Um, But there's a quote where he says, to be authentic means to be true to oneself. It is a very, very dangerous phenomenon. Rare people can do that. But whenever people do it, they achieve such beauty, such grace, such contentment that you cannot imagine. I think this is so beautiful and powerful, y'all. Like, we are so much stronger when we remain true to ourselves. However, you may be wondering, well, how do I remain true to myself? Let's, let's get deeper into the onion. Well, I didn't know either, and I think that many times we think that we're being true to ourselves you know we see it all the time growing up we hear it like be true to yourself listen to your heart follow your dreams (laughs) and it's it's true i'm not saying it's a lie like it's it's good to see that but at the same time we're not taught how to navigate what it is that we love and and we have the idea when, when we're young you know we're unstoppable we're just we we just love life. We, we know what we like. You know, if we like to pick up sticks, we're going to go get it. Like, we're just bold and adventurous and curious. And and suddenly, you know, we start growing up and we start hearing things like, well, you shouldn't do this or be careful with that. And, and it's because our parents want to take care of us. Obviously, if you guys are parents out there, like, you guys can relate. If you're not, you've seen it because your parent has told you, like, if you touch the stove, you're gonna get burned. So you learn, okay, like, maybe I shouldn't put my hand on the fire. (laughs) So we kind of start developing these borders and um, it starts framing who we are. But what happens when there's so many borders that we lose essence of the, the core of who we are, when we kind of forget, when we start, you know, listening and, and to what everybody else is saying about us that, we lose ourselves and this really started coming up for me about I think a year and a half ago or two I started asking myself this I was reading the book more myself by Alicia Keys and I've been listening to her music since I was young so she's been a influence in my life and in her book she said it's hard to pinpoint the precise moment when we internalize others assessments it's usually not just a single experience but rather a series of moments that bruise the spirit and lead us to distrust ourselves and those around us let's just take a second to absorb that (laughs) because it's so real y'all you know um and in this book she kind of just talked about how she bent 
a lot of her personality and it wasn't like a complete like you know 180 it was it took time little by little you know like somebody says something or like oh you look weird when you do this you know um and then we take it to heart and we kind of just stop doing that or make sure that we don't do that and we focus on on being this version of of who people think that we are to fit that mold and I really resonate with what she's saying because that was me you know Um, when I was younger I was I was very in tune with my feelings. I still am. Gratefully, I came home to myself and I'm working on really listening to that. Um, But I could feel people's emotions and feelings. And even if I walked in a room and everybody was smiling, I could feel their true feelings. And if people were sad and faking it, I could feel their energy and it would really throw me off. Um, I didn't really want to be around them. I kind of just wanted to be on my own because it felt really overwhelming. And it didn't really feel safe. And I didn't know what was happening. And then when I would talk to these people, um, I realized that a lot of people would start opening up about deep things that they were feeling. Like their hurts or even kids my age. Like I could tell if they were scared. And I was like, don't be afraid. And they were like, how did you know that I was afraid? (laughs) And people were kind of like, hmm... And I was placed in this category of outcast. Like, I feel like growing up, people couldn't really put a pinpoint on who I was. They just would call me weird. Like, there wasn't a word. They would just put me in the category of outcast. And and it was hard for me. I felt very misunderstood and really kind of tried to blend in as a defense mechanism. Like, I didn't want all this attention on me and... Um, I was just trying to fit in, you know, and be like everybody else because I was being told also at home like that I shouldn't cry or like that I was too sensitive and and I didn't have the right tools to communicate well. So it was really challenging. And I think my parents really did the best they could with what they knew. I love them, y'all. And at the time, like it really did affect me that they didn't really understand me and it kind of led me astray but I know that in the end like it's for the good because I'm sure that there's other people that can relate to this that you've been told you're too crazy and if you grow up in like I'm Latina in a Latina household it there's like this vision of like how you should be like you don't cry you're tough like get over it it's not that bad like you're dumb if you cry or like that's stupid you know like get over it get back up there's this warrior mentality, which is good in many ways, but also very detrimental when it comes to really expressing yourself. So I just started kind of listening to that and I was like, okay, well, I'm crazy. They're telling me I'm crazy that people would joke around and be like, you're too much or like, you're too funny, like you're too crazy. Like, so I just said, okay, well, that's who I am. So I really did internalize that and really kind of took it as like, a good thing like this is who I am I'm too much like so I just started rebelling in little ways you know and I was like well this is my persona you know I try to really keep up with that persona and I saw other people that were, were like rebellious or artists in the media and how they acted and and I felt like that they had joy you know that they were happy and it took a different route in my heart um and It was hard to deal with it. I think as a kid, I really did struggle with mental health. I didn't really tell 
anybody how I was feeling because I was afraid that they would think I was legit crazy. I was scared that people were going to put me in the psych ward if I was going to tell them like, yo, I feel the, the person's emotions or I could feel that like they're going through something super hard or this person is jealous of this person. Like, how did I know? Like, I didn't even understand myself. So it was really hard to have the courage to want to communicate to anybody what was going on. So I just kind of kept to myself. I kept in a shell and in the outside, it looked like I was good because I was learning to maneuver and really dive into people's energy. And when I say that, it's like I could pick up like when I told people like the truth of like what they wanted to hear, I could see that they would light up. So I would give myself like, I guess, away. I would give my energy away to help others, but I wasn't really helping myself 100%. And that really did affect me in a negative way because I was people pleasing. I didn't see it, but it's like I wasn't living fully for like in my authenticity. And this reminds me of a book also that I read by Sydney Campos. And I'm not trying to sponsor books, y'all. These are just tools that I use on my journey and that I'm really grateful for. And this one's called The Empath Experience by Sydney Campos and she says it in the beginning of her book um, I learned to master the art of being who and what I suspected others wanted me to be so I could please them I believe that if I looked good if I made others laugh if I made others feel good and if it seemed smart and special people would love me boom shakalaka pam <laughs> I'm weird y'all get ready for random things coming up in the episodes but honestly that hits me like a truck because I saw that especially in high school like and middle school and just I could see how like if you say exactly like I would I started reading people so well and people would say like oh I I just needed to hear that or I love that so I really became in tune with like what everybody else was feeling and um And it was overwhelming because I was like a sponge, you know, I was absorbing all these energies and it was a lot. And I was friends with a lot of different people in different spheres and groups. Um, So I never really had like favorites. I feel like being an empath, I really can understand a lot of different sides and perspectives that people may have. So in that way, it's been amazing. Um, I've been able to connect deeply with others and share really beautiful moments. So I am grateful for that. Fast forward um, with mental health. This is going to get deep. Get ready because we diving into the deep parts of the ocean. (laughs) Here we go. Um, I think a lot of the times that I did feel depressed or like things were hard, I felt so unseen or like if I said something people would judge me and I never really gave them the opportunity or the I guess the better way to say it is I never gave them the benefit of the doubt I just thought that they just wouldn't understand um, and this kind of stemmed from moments where like if I did cry people would be like well don't cry or if I said like I'm sad people would be like well just don't think about it it'll pass or like just let it go just just don't focus on it anymore and I mean (laughs) that really 
bothered me because I was it's with depression it's kind of like that's something that I, I suffer from it's like it's not something that you just pick up like okay now I have it, it you know it's just it's kind of comes slowly and it sneaks up on you and and suddenly like there's all these thoughts that start overwhelming you and they're not positive thoughts you know and um it's like you obviously you don't want to feel that way but it's like your mind is attacking your own mind so it's really an interesting and and tough thing to deal with and and it's not something you can just say well I just snapped out of it you know I just oops it's gone I just did what you said and got happy like <laughs> I would do things that I would normally love but in the moments where I felt depression creep in its ugly head the things that I loved didn't really bring that love to me at the moment and it's like well what do I do you know so I started getting invited to parties and I started partying with friends in high school and I started feeling like hey when I'm when I'm under the influence and I start to feel kind of more relaxed and all of a sudden the, the thoughts kind of go away and I'm able to be more present and life is just light and fun so I found a temporary solution you know I didn't know it was temporary at the time so I decided to make it a lifestyle <laughs> and if you're kind of where I'm at, like some advice, like there's an easier way. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> because easy come, easy go, you know, easy relief. And then just as easily it left. Uh, when I was sober again, I would just feel all the stuff. And it was even more overwhelming because I would wake up and be like, shoot, like what did I do? Like, and it was it turned out like I had talked to a bunch of new people and it was just crazy. Um, and not in the best way and yeah so I kind of kept going through that phase and excuse me I had a human burp come out I'm really trying to keep it authentic on this podcast and not edit human situations so just keeping it real with y'all I kept struggling with depression I didn't know it but it would really suck because it would come right before my period and yep if periods freak you out and you're a guy just know that it's tough women literally like have life and death inside of them and every month like it happens to them and, it, and it's something that sh I think it's so mocked in society that was also a reason that I never wanted to talk about depression um, especially because it was around my period because I felt like men would always joke around it or they'd be like oh she's being such a beep like because she's on her period that's why like or like stay away from her because she's on her her period or, or like and our society is like so um unempathetic like towards it the media just shows it as like a weakness and they really just bash on women um and men in other areas too like when it comes to expressing feelings it really sucks because it keeps us all in bondage we're also afraid to really be vulnerable in a society that just it's like a bunch of judges so I mean who's gonna feel ready to just be like hey I struggle with mental health right before my period or if I'm a man I'll be like hey I'm feeling really sad today bro like it's not something that we're taught as as young um, kids and even in our society now however if we want change we need to talk about these things because if we don't talk about it, guess what? Like, 
our kids and our kids' kids is just going to keep going this cycle of secrecy and fakeness. And the spirit of truth can't really reign supreme in our lives if there's no truth. <laughs> and to me, God, when I, to me, God, uh, to me, guys, like when I say the spirit of truth, like that is God to me. And um, the Bible talks about this as well. It says that, um, it says on John 15, 17, uh, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Um, to me, the spirit doesn't really have a sex. So I know in the Bible it says like him, uh, to me, God is, you know, he made us in his image and her image as well. Um, so that's something I really wanted to just express. However, the main importance of that passage, it's saying that like the spirit of truth is inside of us. So God is dwelling inside of you, whether you believe in him or not. <laughs> that spirit of truth, like it lives in you. And I've seen it because I know people from all different religions and beliefs and, and they can testify and say, yeah, like I know when I do something wrong, like there's that little voice in your head, you know, the gut feeling, <laughs> this is the right way. This is the wrong way. Oh, this doesn't feel too good. And I think that's our superpower. That's how we get free. When we start listening to that spirit of truth inside of us, it will guide us, y'all. Like, you don't need to have life all figured out. Um, take it one step at a time. Because if we try to climb the whole staircase in, you know, in a minute, we're going to run out of breath and we're going to collapse. And we're probably going to fall down the stairs and have to start over. And I mean, who wants to start over and over and over and over? <laughs> so, yes, I just want to speak up for people that may be feeling that no one is understanding them and they don't see them and they may be in depression and I think that's the anecdote that's what heals you and it's not going to happen overnight you're not just gonna you're healed from depression tomorrow like but this is a healing journey and like I keep saying healing doesn't know time so be gentle with yourselves and really tune in to what you're feeling don't just follow your heart make sure that it really is your heart <laughs> and not just your fear. And talking about fear, I wanna throw this nugget here of wisdom from another book I read called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. <laughs> and it reads on page 262, it says, fear is a person's greatest enemy. It is behind failure, sickness, and bad human relations. Love casts out fear. Love is an emotional attachment to the good things of life. Fall in love with honesty, integrity, justice, goodwill, and success. Live in the joyous expectancy of the best, and invariably the best will come to you. I want to leave you guys with some hope because there is a way out, and I think that we've been getting shown that in COVID. We're seeing how all these systems of oppression aren't working anymore. How keeping quiet is actually a weakness and not a strength. How putting on an armor 24 seven has actually hurt us so much. 
the end of the day, the true war, a lot of it is inside of you. Because if you can be free and live in freedom and truth, the rest will come. The good relationships, uh, the peace, the joy. So have faith in the truth because love will always win. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you really are enjoying these podcasts, it would mean a lot to me if you subscribe. And if you guys have any ideas or things you would like to be talked about, feel free to um, shoot me a message on Instagram. Love you guys. Keep the light on. Peace.